This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood-Hessian. Can we have a very different conversation today than I typically have on the podcast? I guess if I'm going to have the conversation, the question is, are you going to keep listening? (laughs) So I'm inviting you to keep listening, and I'm announcing that this conversation might just sound a little bit differently than typically. I try to plan these episodes out based on things that are going to really help you and serve you and be something that you can do something with, that you feel better about your life. And I hope that this will also do that, but I'm going to take a different approach because this is something that is important to me to say to you, quite frankly, so I feel better. Okay, enough cryptic, weird, starting to sound like a vague book post. You know, those Facebook posts where people post something super vague and you're like, what the hell is that about? Attention grabbing stuff. (laughs) You can already tell it's going to be a very different episode. I wrote the book, Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive as a Badass Career Woman. And it hit me this morning as I was listening to a prophet that I listened to. Her name is Dr. JoLynn Whitaker. And she was talking about if we're too focused on thinking that we have control of our lives. And she even used an example of people thinking that they're their own, she called it a spirit guide. But in the book, I call it an inner thrive guide. And that that's not the way to a great life is to think that you're in control of it. And it just stopped me. I wanted to pull over. I was so emotional because I never wanted to put out a message that says that the Lord isn't in control of our lives. In fact, when I call it your inner thrive guide, the way I see that is the Holy Spirit that is placed within each of us. I know I am doing this episode today to make sure that the Lord knows that that was always my intent because I only want to put out things that would please Him because I'm in a covenant relationship with my Creator Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Let there be no mistake about that. Does that mean that I'm out here telling you that's what you should do? I try never to be preachy like that, but there's no mistaking if you listen to me that I speak about my faith openly. And I always will. That's one of the reasons that I started my own business is so that I could completely and totally be myself. But being myself means that in my daily stillness practice, I sit every morning and ask the Lord to speak into my life. So I'm writing my own story with the guidance of the one who created me. And I really just felt the need after hearing that this morning to be so overt about it so that there's no mistaking that how I believe and what I know has been significant to lead a thriving life is to lead the life that the one who created you wants for you. And yes, he also created our nervous system. And you've heard me talk a lot about that, especially as of recent, thanks to my business partner, Eliza Kingsford, for 
teaching me so many things about how our brain and our body and our nervous system works. And he created that for us. There's also information out there that you can consume about manifesting things in your life. And I believe that is absolutely true. And your nervous system is capable of doing that. But I don't want to manifest anything that the Lord doesn't want for me. And I know for a fact that I've wanted some things in my life and I've probably manifested them that were sent to distract me and destroy me and almost did. And thankfully, because I sit with the Lord every morning and he was able to go, nope, I know you like, in this case, him, but he ain't the one, girlfriend. (laughs) And so I don't know. I didn't plan this out. There's no script. There's no bullet point list. It was just on my heart. And because I am a creator and I put content out into the world, this is a part of my business. I just felt really stirred in my heart and my spirit to be very specific about what I mean when I say, write your own story. For me, that means write the story that God had already predestined for me and not to be so distracted trying to prove myself and work harder, which are the two root causes of burnout, that I miss the life that God had for me. And I did that for a long time. I was successful by all accounts, made a lot of money, lived in a great house, did amazing work. But I got to the point that serving the business and making the money became more of a priority than listening for the voice of the Lord in my life that was trying to take me to something that was even greater than that. And that was hard to step away from the patterns of prove yourself and work harder. And it felt like a significant risk financially to do that and reputation-wise to do that. But the call of the Lord on my heart was so loud that I couldn't not do it. In fact, in my prayers, I would say, okay, Lord, should I quit my job? Should I do this thing? And I just kept asking and asking and asking for months and months and months. And maybe yours isn't quitting your job. Maybe it's something else. I'm sure it's something else. We're all very different. Finally, it got to the point where I heard him say, I've told you so many times, Rebecca, that this is the path that I have for you, that not doing it is now disobedient. And I gave my notice that day. Granted, I gave a six-month notice because I was still feeling a little uncertain. (laughs) But I stepped in to the sea of uncertainty. And through that journey and through all of my experiences, I'm just trying to come here on the podcast and through my book and my coaching clients and be a good steward of the story that I know that God has written for me, even when I didn't know how it's going to end because I don't just trying to be obedient for the story that he has for me. And that's what I mean by my own story. And if you're not a Jesus girl, no shame, no shade. The biggest thing I want you all to know is that I want to create a safe place for you to explore you. And I do believe that when we give ourselves the gift of a daily stillness practice and the things that help calm our nervous system, It's going to help you no matter what you believe. I know that a thousand percent, but I just wanted to be clear between the Lord and I, what I mean by your own story is I hope in that place of stillness, because you've put down a little bit of the prove yourself and work harder, that you're able to open up some space that if the Lord wants to speak to you, he's got some time to do that. 
the last coaching call that I did right before I pressed record on this was a woman that I love so much. And we've been working together for over a year now. She has been steeped in work harder, improve yourself like most of us. And she's getting ready to hit her 40th birthday. And this is just a whole new decade and a new chapter loading for her. And we spent some time today looking at the definition of burnout from the 1978 report from Herbert Friedenberger. And it's significant because it's all about a state of fatigue or frustration brought about by devotion to a cause, a way of life, or a relationship that failed to produce the expected reward. So I want to dig into devotion and expected reward. Because when you were told that if you proved yourself and worked harder, you'd have a great life and it would feel good, we ended up with a devotion to a career or a title or making enough money or something that's measured in time or money. I know that that's not going to produce the expected reward of a life that feels good to you. And so what I did for her today is I really broke down these words. And I did this in a keynote that I delivered for the Delta Fawcett Company on Monday as well, their Women's Empowerment Day. Devotion means a love, a loyalty, an enthusiasm for a person, an activity, or a cause. And if we break it down, the verb version of that to devote is to give all or a large part of one's time or resources to a person, an activity, or a cause. And if you're like me, and like my client today and most of the high achievers that I know, we devoted our time, energy, love, enthusiasm to our careers, to a company, to a team, to a job, without really thinking about what our expected reward was meant to be. We just trusted that if we did that, life would feel good. We'd get to a place in our title or our paycheck where we could feel good about our lives. And many of the people that I work with and coach or my friends are CEOs and presidents and they're at the top of their organization and they're looking around going, shit, this doesn't feel anything like I thought it would. It's just getting harder. And so I want us to consider what if you choose to devote have a complete and utter devotion to a thriving way of life for yourself, no matter what your role is, no matter what's happening around you. And the way that we can do that is that the expected reward isn't a new title or a new paycheck or granite countertops. What if the expected reward was that our lives felt better? And we use the definition of thriving to grow, prosper, and flourish and really dig into what prosperity means. Because prosperity isn't just more money. Prosperity, the actual definition, it comes from Latin origin. It means doing well. It means physically doing well, emotionally doing well. And all of that is measured by how we feel. So striving says we're gonna measure things in paychecks and promotions. Thriving says, I'm going to measure it in how I feel each day, knowing that I'm not going to have a perfect life that feels great every day, 
But those feelings are here to teach me something that moves me closer to doing well. Just like if I put my hand on a hot stove, that means move away from that thing. It's bad. Sometimes when we're in relationships that we just know are never going to make it, the boss, the team, the loved one, we have to move away from those relationships so we can feel better. We need to have more times in our life that are safely still to reflect on who we want to be so we can decide what we want our life to feel like. Maybe you want it to be more inspired. Maybe you want it to be more calm. Maybe you want it to be more fun. But when I looked up the synonyms for prosper, which means to do well, there were like 50 of them from grow vigorously, expand, get on in the world, go great guns. I'm literally reading the list of synonyms of prosper, fly high, make good, improve, be successful, do it all right for yourself, get ahead. You get to decide what prospering means for you. I know that each of us was put in this world with an idea of what the Lord had already decided your life could be and should be and was designed to be. And I can promise you with all of the dedication and devotion that I have that it's bigger and better than the one that you're living right now. But only he can take you there. Your boss can't take you there. Your mom can't take you there. Your spouse can't take you there. But if you spend time with him, he will. Not in a perfectly straight line, but in a way that will feel better than anything that you have right now. So I'm going to share you another thing that I share with my client today because it's really good and I like it. And I'm thinking about how I can incorporate it in a bigger way in my business. She was feeling a lot of anxiety and stress about a couple of significant things. And so we broke it down and helped her see the expected reward out of those two particular things. And one is a big trip that she's getting ready to take for her birthday to Italy. And I said, well, when you plan this trip with your friends and your husbands, what did you want this trip to be? And of course she said, you know, it's all of our 40th birthdays. We want to just drink wine and eat pasta and see new things and just have fun being together. And lots of things aren't going well with the planning of this trip, which is what's causing her the anxiety and her travel agent that she hired. It sucks. And so she's really frustrated. And I said, well, can you still be that person even if the trip isn't planned out exactly like you hoped it would? Of course, the answer was yes. And those friends always have fun no matter where they're at. But right now, what she was doing is she was worrying so much and had such a negative feeling about this trip because of her frustration that she was really planting the seeds of negativity because our words are seeds. Okay, stay with me with this. This gets good. (laughs) Our words are seeds. So if you plant words like, this sucks, I'm mad, it's probably going to be a terrible trip because our travel agent sucks. If those are the seeds that you plant, what you're going to get is a trip that sucks. We get whatever we plant. And I said, so what if you planted different seeds? What if the seeds were, no matter what happens, we're going to have fun together because we always do. No matter what happens, there's going to be wine in Italy and bread and pasta in Italy, and we're going to enjoy the shit out of it. What if you planted what you want as the seeds, not what you don't want? Don't plant the weeds, plant the seeds. And use your words as those seeds to speak the life that you want. Now, 
been all about Jesus today. So that's what it means in the Bible about write your vision and make it plain. Don't write the vision of what you don't want. Be very clear about the seeds you're planting of what you do want. And then once you plant those seeds, we're going to water those seeds with gratitude. In fact, in the Bible, every time Jesus did a miracle, he started it with gratitude. He gave thanks for what already was and then produced way more than what was there before. So gratitude is how we water our seeds. And so in her situation, she's still frustrated about the travel agent making mistakes and things not being exactly like she thought they were going to be. The expected reward is still to be together, even though how it's going to happen might look different. It's not that we're going to dismiss the fact that she's a little pissed at this travel agent, justifiably so, but you can still water the seeds with gratitude by saying, even though this trip isn't going like I thought it was going to, I am so grateful that I have the kind of friends at this point in my life that I've had for 40 years, that no matter where we end up, it's going to be fun. The water of gratitude for her could sound like, I'm so grateful that our husbands all like each other and want to go on this trip with us. I'm so grateful that I bought that dress last week. And no matter where we end up, if the travel agent just completely botched the destinations, I'm still going to look good as shit eating my pasta in Italy. So you want to be honest about your gratitude, but feel it like it's already here. Feel it like you're standing in that cafe in Italy with your friends laughing with a glass of Pinot, the best you've ever had in your life. Gratitude is a feeling. And when we water our seeds that we've planted about the life we want with gratitude, we can actually put ourselves in our mind in that place. You know, that's good stuff. All I'm asking is that instead of just deciding what you want, spend some time in your daily stillness, asking the Lord what he's prepared for you. And I promise you, it's way better than anything that you can even dream for yourself. So when things don't go according to your plan, what I have learned and experienced and now get excited about is his plan is so much better. And if I just open up my heart and my mind and my hands to receive what he's already planned, it's so much freer. I don't have to control everything. I don't always have to have a plan. I just have to be open to what he's prepared for me. And some of those surprises and gifts that I've now been open enough to receive, I'll give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, I get this email from the Speakers Bureau, and it said that wanted to know if I was open on a certain day at a certain time for this particular company who wanted me to come speak. I was on my way somewhere, so I didn't respond right away. I just noticed it as I was scanning my emails. A couple hours later, coming back to my office from an appointment, I get another email from that same speakers bureau about a different client in a different city on a different topic. And I'm thinking, I'd never heard of the speakers bureau before. It wasn't on my radar. It wasn't on my plan. Nowhere had I strategized and created this opportunity for myself. But I have two emails from the same speakers bureau. And at first I was like, this feels spammy. And so I just responded to both of them and said, yes, I'm available. Here's my rate. Thank you very much. And because I am awake to the Lord doing things in my life now more than I ever have been before, I even thought, ooh, this feels like God showing off and giving me the desires of my heart. And the fact that it's two in the same day is supernatural. That's not normal. That's weird. So the president of the Speakers Bureau says, hey, can we talk? So I call him. And he said, yeah, it was really weird. I saw that my colleague had reached out to you today too. And I said, yeah, that is weird. 
like, what's going on? He said, I don't know. Like two different companies both requested you. And I got emails on the same day. Now, listen, two speaking opportunities for a keynote speaker is a significant part of my money-making model. That works. But I didn't plan that. I didn't strategize that. And it was like the Lord was saying, I got you, girl. Relax. Just receive what has already been prepared for you. You don't have to strive and prove yourself and work harder. You just need to be still once in a while and let me work and then be ready to receive what I have prepared for you. That's a beautiful thing. Now, of course, I have a strategic plan for my business because that's part of writing my vision and making it plain. But I'm sure open to the blessings and the gifts and the supernatural stuff that shows up that I couldn't have even dreamed for myself. And that particular speakers bureau has opened the door to some other significant things that were in my prayers and on my heart. So the way that it got to me was nothing like I thought it was going to be. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, write your own story. But the one God has for you is way better than the one that you could dream for yourself. That's all for today. I just needed to share that and makes me feel better. All right. Love you, mean it. Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And then you can go to RebeccaFleetwoodHessian.com and join the Badass Women's Council. And if you really want to take a deeper dive, join the movement of a thousand thriving women. There's amazing Thrive tools there for you today. Love you, mean it. I'm not coming down. Hey, y'all, fun fact. If you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land.